Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday evening. Cork City are going up. City sealed the first division title last night and we have loads of reaction. We'll hear from City Chairman Declan Carey. We'll hear from the boss Colin Healy and our own Colm O'Sullivan gives his thoughts on what was a big, big night. Um, and uh, Cork City, of course, going back into the Premier Division. Michael Mannion, Chairman of Russell Rovers, fills us in on their huge fundraiser, which gives you a chance to win some unbelievable prizes from the Super Bowl to the all-Ireland finals. Joe McCarthy was at the under-19 Premier 1 County Football Final. We'll hear from the Barra camp after their win. He has also been speaking to Mary Newman ahead of tomorrow's senior Camogie semi-finals. All of that and more coming up before 7. Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock on Cork's Red FM on the Big Red Bench. Before we go any further, there's one live game at the moment in the Premier League. Tottenham have taken the lead away to Brighton. Richard Newman reports. Brighton Hove Albion nil, Tottenham Hotspur 1. It's Harry Kane who's got the goal. It all came from a corner. Brighton failed to clear. It was lifted back in. Song Hyun Min put in the ball. found Harry Kane who finished and he's made it. Brighton nil, Tottenham 1. Yeah, elsewhere, of course, all 3 p.m. kickoffs today. There was no early kickoff. Uh, Manchester City are back to the top of the Premier League table after their win over Southampton for a while at least. Arsenal play tomorrow, of course. Darren Stanage was at the Etihad. City 4, Southampton nil. A comfortable day for City. Two up at the break. They were a good advantage from the referee. He played uh, that for Cancelo to move into the box and fire home. Foden made it two just before the half-hour mark. A good finish and it was game over just after half-time. Mares volleyed home. Erling Haaland hit the post in the first half but had to wait 64 minutes for a goal a fierce finish from a Cancelo cross Southampton just not given a sniff today even when City ran the changes towards the end they were well beaten City moved to the top of the table City 4 Southampton 0 uh, Newcastle oh that's the wrong clip that's a half time clip I believe uh, I'll get the full time a little bit later on but they did have a massive massive victory um, against um, against Bournemouth 5-1 they defeated Bournemouth here is the correct clip I'll just drag this down here now and uh, Stephen Goldsmith uh, got to watch a, uh, a big big win for Newcastle at St James's Park Newcastle 5, Brentford 1 after VAR intervened early on and wiped out an early Brentford lead it was plain sailing for the hosts Gamoresh got 2 a header to open the scoring and a run and finish after opposing defenders backed off either side of his second 3 goals were all gifts Raya passed straight to Callum Wilson who squared to Murphy to score Pinnock did the same to Almiron who also scored Pinnock then scored an own goal to compound his terrible afternoon Tony's penalty had reduced it to 2-1 but even that scoreline barely lasted minutes before the hosts scored again Newcastle 5 Brentford 1 yeah, Eddie Howe is having a very good time at the moment at the helm of Newcastle. Chelsea enjoyed a 2-0 win over Wolves. Of course, it was Graham Potter's first home game as Chelsea boss in the Premier League. Ryan Bromelow was at Stamford Bridge. It's finished Chelsea 3, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0. Chelsea made it three successive wins under new boss Graham Potter. The host taking the lead just before the interval. A delicious arrow crossfield pass from Mason Mount met by Kai Havertz, who looped his header over the sprawling arms of Jose Sarr. They found the second shortly after the break Mount feeding Pulisic who converted with a delicious chip from six yards out and then Broja with his first goal of the season to cap off a perfect day for the Blues another game without a goal for Wolves who've now fallen behind Gillingham as the lowest scorers across England's top four divisions after their draw today it's finished Chelsea 3 Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. Leicester City, well, if they thought their fortunes were beginning to turn around after a big win against Nottingham Forest, um, I'm afraid uh, they're going to have to think again because Bournemouth came from behind to beat them this afternoon. Ian Beach was there. Bournemouth 2, Leicester 1. Bournemouth had gone three home games without scoring before today, but they managed two goals in three minutes in the second half to come from behind and take the points. Pats and Dacca gave Leicester the lead in the 10th minute. They were the better team in the first half, but Bournemouth emerged a stronger after the break. Philip Billy and Ryan Christie both on the score sheet and the win puts Bournemouth two points ahead of Liverpool the team that beat them 9-0 six weeks ago Bournemouth 2 Leicester 1 
Meanwhile, in Scotland, Celtic, they did go five points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership earlier, but uh, Rangers did win this afternoon. Big win for them, 4-0 against St. Mirren. But um, yeah, a dramatic win for Celtic earlier today. 2-1 victory at St. Johnston. The champions conceded an injury time equaliser before hitting back with a late winner. Um, almost the final kick of the game, boss. Boss Ange Postachoglu tells Sky Sports News he would have preferred to have gone further ahead earlier in the match. At 1 0, the opposition always feel they're in it, and um, yeah, it doesn't take much. You know, a bit of a scramble in the box. Uh, yeah, they got threats from set pieces, and uh, we concede late. But yeah, credit to the lads. Uh, you know, we had to do it a few times last year, and uh, it's good to know if it's required, it's still there. Yeah, well, now let's jump into uh, what is uh, what everyone is going to be tuning in for this evening. Cork City, our first division champions. Um, nil all against Wexford last night at the cross, but it was enough because Galway failed to win um, against Athlone. So that confirmed City's promotion back to the Premier Division of Irish football. Here's club chairman Declan Carey. With Cork City chairman Declan Carey. Deck, it's been a long two seasons in the first division, but the club is back in the Premier Division back where we belong yeah I was um, thinking of always going to try and hold it together for this one Colin to be here we go um, yeah look it's an emotional life for everyone just absolutely delighted for uh, Colin the players the supporters of the club everyone that's backed us the last uh, year and a half um, yeah just want to say a massive thanks to my my own family my brother Trevor my mother my father rest in peace um, my wife Antoinette who's the most patient woman in the world at this stage and the lads on the board as well like they can all be proud of everything they've given to the club and we're back in the Premier Division now where we belong and um, yeah, it's, a, it's a great night and we'll we'll celebrate as best we can Absolutely we'll be celebrating for the next few weeks I was just saying to Colin there'll be a big night here in two weeks now as well for the, the trophy presentation another big crowd and you could see tonight I mean we, we had a few crowds like this throughout the season but you could see tonight over 6,000 people the game was delayed like Cork City is a Premier Division club I mean, I mean and it's great to be back there isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you even see it when, you know, I've gone to a couple of away games this season, like, and the, the, the huge crowds that even go to the away games and the first division clubs that are traditionally down in this division, they don't know how to deal with it. Like, they're used to dealing with 20, 30, 40 fans and then there's five, 600 city fans rocking up at their away gate, like, and they just, like, it's, they're in awe and, you know, it's, it's fantastic to see. And, like, you know, the fans have a lot to be, you know, proud of as well and how they've dragged the team through some difficult games and you know some challenging times I remember being up in um, DC Park in June or end of May and you know we were down to 10 men one nil up and the crowd just you know cheered the, the team on it was like a home game and I think that was a crucial night where you know we really put our stamp on it we were two, two points down going into that game ended up one point ahead um, I got married a week later I was a happy man <laughs> very relaxed giving my speech and that was your stag that night wasn't it it was indeed yeah yeah so there was a look there was a couple of lads slagging me on the way up in the bus like there was a you know a bit of needle about that game in, in more ways than one and uh, it was great to come away with the three points that night and I think that was the night that did it and look there was um, I think the belief that the lads took on from there and you look at the, the water for the away game as well a couple of weeks yeah. ago the last minute penalty Rory Keaton like you know um what they call him like uh, like like Vince McMahon's grapefruits you know yourself um, <laughs> after bringing a bit of wrestling into oh, it to, yeah of course yeah yeah. but look no better man to step up when uh, when the time was there and even away to Cove getting two goals as well and like yeah it's just been a phenomenal season loads of great memories and um, you know we'll carry them on now and hopefully we'll spur the club on and spur the players on as well they deserve to be in the Premier Division and looking forward to next season kind of looked ahead to next season what's to come in just a second but just, just reflect on kind of the last two to three years uh, that you've been chairman um, obviously uh, th- things went wrong and the, the club ended up in the first division um, so it, it's been difficult to, to kind of piece things back together I suppose yeah, Colin did a great job with the team you were working in the background the crowds came back after COVID it was just a weird time the club got relegated COVID happened the crowds weren't here uh, and it really only feels like this season that things are getting getting back to normal for the club and I mean it, how, how difficult has it been? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to even think about it now Colm to be honest but yeah like just thinking back to some of those days they were probably some of the most darkest I've ever had especially being a fan of this club and, uh, and a supporter and you know being on the board as well there's just extreme pressure and you know fans have a high expectancy of where this club should be and you know between Gar Connor John Paul Dave Colm 
like we all worked so hard to try and get this club back to where it was it was a difficult season last year but it was a, a season where we stabilised and then you know we went for it then in, in, in 2022 and we were fully behind Colin um, we backed him in every single transfer window we gave him the budget that he needed to, to get the club back up still not the highest budget in the league by any any stretch there's two or three clubs with higher budgets than us and you know they'll probably be scratching their heads thinking where did it all go wrong and you know we're, it's great to be in this position now with two games to go back in the Premier Division we can relax away fans can have a good night in that lawn next week and um, they deserve it as well no pressure um, and we'll be back here then against Bray to you know, lift another trophy in front of what's hopefully going to be a huge crowd and can't wait for that night now as well Should be a similar crowd to tonight but uh, attention obviously focuses I know there's two games left but focuses the next season out yeah. Premier Division different prospect you mentioned budgets it, it, it's going to require a bit of money to be spent and so on what's the approach the club is going to take looking ahead to next season obviously it's something you've been thinking about yeah. you don't want to say it in advance Colin didn't want to say it in advance but you've been thinking about Premier Division for a while Yeah we have and look it's uh, it, it's been I won't say almost a certain the last couple of weeks but we've uh, you know started planning in that direction anyway and look Cullum it's going to be challenging but look on the other side of it getting up to the Premier Division there's more limelight you know I was watching the news with my mother the other night and they didn't even report down on the results or fixtures in the First Division Like, and I just felt at that time I was like I can't wait to be back in this position again and that's a great thing for sponsors you know we're still you know uh, trying to seal the deal on a front to short sponsor and that's a huge opportunity for a company to partner with us now and you know there's huge huge buzz around the whole city now for the next couple of months we've new jerseys coming out there's going to be you know we've just uh, had our new team wear partners here as well from Germany tonight as well and it's it's very exciting and we've great news coming as well with regards to Turner's Cross in the next couple of weeks so we'll um, be sharing that and there's a huge positive buzz now around the club and you know we'll sit down with Colin now in the next couple of weeks and start to finalise things and, and get things formed up and yeah look fans can be excited anyway but look we're not getting ahead of ourselves we, we still you know we'll never forget what's happened this club over the last two or three years and that can't happen again and you know we'll, we'll we'll plan as best we possibly can to put this club in the strongest position possible um, you know without putting the club at any significant risk because that's the main thing we have to have a club because you know there's over 6,000 here tonight like imagine a city without uh, without Cork City FC and that, that's that's our ultimate you know uh, responsibility but obviously we want to be back up and winning things and look not a trophy in the bag anyway so it's not, not a trophy in the bag and who knows what might happen next season but um, I mean mention the crowds I mean that has to be something that helps the finances of the club I mean getting these kind of crowds if we, if we can sustain big crowds in the Premier Division next year that brings in revenue then as well doesn't it obviously it does absolutely yeah look we budget prudently anyway so when there's a, a crowd comes in like this it's a it's a huge boost for everyone and it does relax things as well when you're going into the winter period and you know cash flow is a little bit tighter than normal you don't have any games and you have to plan prudently but look Connor is an absolute legend on the board like that man is you know single handedly saved this club and 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 you know he's, he's probably the one most responsible for getting us back up to the Premier Division and you know he's, he's He's going to go down as one of the greatest volunteers in the history of the club and he deserves it and I'm absolutely delighted for him personally as well but no doubt he'll uh, he'll set us up well anyway and thank God he's staying on the board for the foreseeable as well <laughs> uh, Just finally i will be shot if I don't ask is there any update with regards takeovers Grovemore or anything or or, or is, is that is that down the line or do we have any info on that? Absolutely great to be back in the Premier Division column and <laughs> I knew you were going to give me that <laughs> Thanks guys. Yeah excellent stuff there our own Colm O'Sullivan with uh, Cork City Chairman Declan Kerr and uh, yeah as uh, as emotional as he was there uh, still uh, down to business uh, when it comes to this, uh, in that chat with Cullum uh, Cullum also spoke to the boss Colin Healy on winning the league Colin Healy Colin League of Ireland First Division Champions how does that sound? No listen it's great it's great for the club um, listen, it's a massive achievement and um, you know we're delighted that we could get it done tonight and um, full credit to the players um, and, and everybody connected with the club it's, um, it's great to be back in the Premier League it really is back where the club belongs I mean it's been two years in the wilderness of the first division you've built it up gradually over the last two years last year was a very tough year but this year you led the way the whole way but it, it's been a difficult two years really looking back and it hasn't maybe a difficult three years for the club even looking back uh, yeah yeah, it has been um, and you know from my own point of view is that you know I was the manager when they got relegated you know it wasn't my team but I had players in that, in that team that came through the academy and when we went down it hurt me and it probably hurt everybody within the club you know I was um you know, I was delighted that the club, you know, wanted me to be the manager and I had the chance to get the club back into the Premier League and, and we've done that um, through the players, through all the staff and everybody connected with the club. Um, it's been a lot of hard work. As I said, last year it was difficult. We, um, 
Do you know, uh, we didn't start well. Uh, it was tough. And with this with this club, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure, and, and, and it isn't. And I know from, from playing, you know, as a player as well, I know the expectations from this club, they're massive, and, and rightly so. But it was tough last year. Um, I think this year, you know, we brought in... Um, Experience um, added with the younger lads and and gel very very quickly. Um, what I would say is they're a fantastic bunch of lads. Um, I put we put demands in them as coaching staff. We do that and they respond very very well. Um, and I'm delighted for them. I'm delighted for the whole lot of them. They work so hard and th- that was our aim at the start of the year. We said it's the lads what we want to do. We want to go straight up and they did it tonight and it's 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 credit to them and and um, I'm delighted for them. You've been top of the league pretty much the whole way in what was a difficult first division. A lot more difficult than the first division might be in other seasons obviously Cork City Galway were there the whole time they, they only fell away tonight Waterford up there a lot of big clubs Yes, there have been, and um, like we had a lot of derby matches as well. You know, you know, and, you know, it, and playing against Cove was very, very difficult. Waterford and, and Treaty, and so people forget that as well. You know, so it's um, yeah, no, it's it's been a tough year, um, uh, but I just, just just thought you know probably we had probably too much quality, um, you know, towards the end, and it's um, and it showed and it showed like and listen, we're um, we're worthy winners. We got the crowds a few times this season, the the fives, the six thousands, but you could see again tonight that Cork City is a club that belongs in the. Premier Division really couldn't you yeah no it's, it's a massive club like, but it just it just shows you two years ago you know it's that if things aren't done done, done correctly you know you, you, you can go down you know so um, what I would say is that I think that as last year and this year I can think that the club is getting stronger and stronger with the fans back in obviously it strengthens it strengthens the club financially as well and you know we can go and get the players that we want you know so and um, and, and listen it's great and this, this is a massive club I mean this is it's the best club in the country and just obviously I'm going to say that because I'm from Cork but it's uh, it is, it's a special place you see it there tonight there's over 6,000 first division we've seen it against Galway this year over 6,500 it is and it's, it's it is but we, we need to go again next year it's, it's a massive it's a massive jump next year but you know we need to we need to work hard get into get into right players and get the players sorted and you know it's um it's I suppose this is for the people of Cork it is and you know people of Cork you know they want to come here and we want the big crowds back in and it's a it's a special place to be it is and it is and, and listen I'm I'm very I'm very honoured to be the Cork City manager I am and um, listen I work very hard and my coaching staff as well like that and I'm just delighted for the whole lot of them I can see how much it meant to you tonight because you, you were up in the gantry I was doing the commentary on the TV on the TV stream you were shouting and roaring and at the end I was trying to describe the celebrations and somebody whacked me in the back of the head and started grabbing me and I was like who the hell is that it's Colin Healy uh, so I mean it's just wild celebrations from yourself wild celebration the fans are invading the pitch and the fireworks going off it's great to see all that isn't no, it it is and you know it's it's um you know we put it like you know and every every coach and every background like we put in so much work like we do and uh, my staff have been fantastic you know the players and it's, 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 it's at the end of the day it's all about the players you know but we put in so much work and you know the of Vienna Buckley and, and these lads behind the scenes they, they put in so much work as well so you know when things happen like this and when you go win it like it's it's um it's great it's great because as it was going on we were thinking is it going to happen is it not and but it, it finally finally it is and you know it's um yeah it's all the hard work has paid off how much better is it to win it in Turner's Cross than to win it like next week up in Athlone I know there'd have been probably a thousand city fans up there but I mean it's it's, it's great to win it here isn't it absolutely it's it's great to inside your own fans and you got your you got your family and friends around the place and you can see all the players with their parents and all that kind of stuff and it's um it's uh you know it's great for them and I'm delighted for them I really am and you know it's we are, we work hard all year and we, we, we speak to the players about about winning trophies I mean first, first it doesn't matter sometimes we sometimes it's not great and I understand that and you know we play a back five we play a 3-5-2 sometimes it can be a back five and you know sometimes it, it might be nice but I've learned in the last two or three it, it, it's about winning first team's about winning and um, we did that yet this year and it's um, uh, I'm delighted We'll start asking about next season yet you, you can worry about that in weeks to come but I mean there's two games still to come they don't really matter but there'll be a big night here in two weeks now when the trophy is presented and probably a big crowd again Absolutely yeah yeah, and we can't wait for it and yeah pack this place out and um, make as much noise as you can because um, I think the fans you know, this year they have been fantastic and there's been some games they, they got us over the line and they were brilliant here again tonight and come here next is it in two weeks time 
pack the place out go and enjoy yourselves and um, yeah I'm, I'm delighted for everybody and well done fair play to you thank you thanks a million cheers alright Cullum finally um, with two games to spare Cork City have got over the line they are a Premier Division or will be a Premier Division club once again next year um, I imagine a fantastic buzz at Turner's Cross last night I was brilliant last night at the Cross I mean um, I think people will have seen the videos all over both Cork City's uh, social media and the Red FM social media and stuff um, and uh, a lot of people who were listening were there last night as well because it was nearly a sold out crowd it was well over 6,000 people there last night um, a fantastic atmosphere great buzz in Turner's Cross and great for Cork City to get back where the club belongs back in the Premier Division it's been two years in the wilderness I said this on the commentary on LOI TV last night two years in the wilderness of the First Division not a place where Cork City should be no offence to, to clubs like Wexford being there last night and clubs like Athlone and, and so on and so forth um, but, but Cork City is a different level to them Cork City are up there mixing it with the with the Shamrock Rovers with the Derrys with, with the Bows the Pats the Shells uh, Cork City are the big club in the country uh, and uh, and I mean to get over 6,000 last night for a first division game and they've got those numbers a couple of times this season was absolutely amazing so the club is back up there where the club belongs you heard Declan Carey there chatting to me about it and Colin Healy before him reflecting the same sentiments um, it's been a, a long two years and a difficult two years but uh, it's over and the club are back in the Premier Division two more first division games to come now in the next two weeks but uh, it's party time now it's been a long two months really because it's it, you know results started to get a bit um, you know inconsistent let's say and like I imagine there was a bit of relief there to find the whistle just to, to get it over the line and to be able to, to enjoy these last two games now uh, there was Jesus there was around the stadium last night and obviously it, it depended on the result in Galway last night as well because Cork City only got the, the draw last night the point it, wa- it wasn't a great game really nil all last night but there's no point in talking about the game too much last night but uh, as I said I was up in the box doing the commentary in the gantry and we were keeping an eye obviously on the score in Galway as well but but even before I got a notification on my phone I knew when there was a goal in Galway by the cheers in the crowd if Athlone scored or when the full time whistle went in Galway there was a huge cheer but the game kicked off 10 minutes late in Turners Cross last night because of crowd congestion so Galway finished 10 minutes before as well so City knew what they had to do uh, I'm sure the players of the pitch knew that Galway had been beaten by Athlone from the, the reaction of the crowd and then it was just a case of do City push on and still try and get a winner or do they just defend and the point is enough and it, it was a difficult one to, to kind of pick but uh, I think City just, just, just settled for the point in the, la- in the last few minutes and um, it, it, was, it, was, it was more than enough it didn't matter how it was won it was a great sense of relief around the stadium the full time whistle went and you might have seen the videos online um, if you go onto the Cork City uh, Twitter or the Red FM uh, Sport Twitter now you'll see the video of um, of the last minute when the referee blows the final whistle and the fans invade the pitch and it was just that palpable sense of relief from everyone on the ground uh, over 6,000 people and they were just like thank God we're out of the first division <laughs> yeah like that that attendance is and like you said maybe three or four times a season that they've got that attendance and it's been up there with the top 10 attendances in the whole in both yeah. leagues like and like it, it has been a Premier Division club in waiting for basically the whole season anyway and to just have that crowd last night and finally it would have been nice to give them a goal I'm sure but it would. I'd, I'd say no the, the cheer I'd say but from when the Galway game ended probably made up for that ah oh, it did of course I mean the cheer when the Galway result was was official and they were beaten by Athlone 2-1 in Galway last night and then City knew that the point was enough and like there was still 10 minutes City could have got a winner but, but fine the point was fine and uh, then when the whistle went for full time in the cross the as we said the fans invaded the pitch there was thousands on the pitch there was fireworks going off up into the air there's great videos of that doing the rounds as well they were lighting the flares on the pitch they were waving the flags the players were up on fans shoulders everyone was getting there was loads of kids and families getting uh, getting selfies with all the players so they were like new heroes for them last night uh, Colin Healy I think was the most popular man in Turner's Cross last night as well and you know I was chatting to Colin after because Colin was banned actually last night and he's on a, he's two games into a three-match ban now um, for for his incident with the referee in a recent game at Turner's Cross. And uh, he was up in the gantry uh, where we were doing the commentary last night. He was down the other end and he was shouting and roaring for the whole thing. Um, and then I was just wrapping up the commentary uh, at, the, at full time and the fans were on the pitch and I, I couldn't see what's going on behind me. And then all of a sudden I got a belt in the back of the head and I was like, jeez. <laughs> it was Colin Healy jumping on me, celebrating. Uh, he was delighted. And, and, you know, like, Colin is, is, a, is, is a great guy. He's... he's He's a loyal servant to the club, but but he's quite a serious guy at times as well, you know. And and he takes it very seriously as he should. And he can be quite intense. But like la- 
last night he, he just he was a happy man he was much more relaxed than he usually is uh, I have great time for him he's a great guy and I was delighted for him last night I was delighted for everyone at the club uh, delighted for, for Deca we heard from earlier there as well and really I think just the, the whole club the staff the players the management the fans um, uh, everyone the volunteers the, everyone at the club it was just brilliant because uh, it's been a tough two years as we said like Colin Healy is city to the core like and you can tell that you know defeats hurt him so much and yeah. victories he's you know you can tell how how happy he is then when, when and like last night I'm sure he would have been absolutely over the moon and like let's not forget he had a very difficult job when, when he took over yeah. and uh, to, to, to get that reward last night and to get the club back to where it belongs like I'm sure he was like he would anyway if he was a fan not to mind the yeah. manager you know what I mean yeah. but to be the manager of the club that he loves like and, and to deliver that uh, it must, it's really special for him I imagine it is really special because he's a court guy he's played for the club he's a two spells playing for the club and he's won trophies with the club and he, he he's you know he's gone on to he was the head of the head of the academy then for a couple of years looking after all the young fellas coming through on the pathway and then he got the manager's job when Neil Fenn got sacked and things were going badly then for the club and he, he, you heard him there in the interview a few minutes ago he said that it hurt him that year he was the manager when the club got relegated because he took over for the last four or five games of that season when Neil Fenn got sacked but he said I was the manager when the club got relegated but it wasn't my team that, that was Neil Fenn's team uh, so he spent the last two years he, he knew it was a two year project he knew the club wasn't getting promoted last year the, the club provided a bigger budget for him this year he got players in that he wanted it was really his team that he's built gradually over the last two years but more so this season uh, he brought guys in and I get the sense he's going to do something similar again next year obviously he'll keep some of the current squad but obviously he's going to he's going to change it up as well because it is going to be a much much higher standard I mean it, there's, a, there's a huge gulf in class between clubs like uh, you're playing against Wexford you're playing against Treaty Athlone Bray these kind of clubs Longford and so on and then you step it up and next season you're playing Shamrock Rovers who are playing in the group stages of the Europa Conference League you're playing Derry City who have a load of money you're playing Dundalk who have a load of money you're playing the, the big Dublin clubs Bowes, Patch, Shelburne it's a tough league to be in Cork City have spent most of their history in that league bar bar about four seasons in total uh, in the first division including the last two years and they know what it takes so Declan Carey knows the budget that needs to be provided Colin Healy knows the players that he needs to get in I'd imagine he has his eyes on some players already and I'd say we will see uh, quite a bit of a different squad next season obviously there'll be, there'll be a lot of the guys from this year there but there'll be a lot of new guys as well and that'll be what's needed and it's hard to know what the goal is for next season is the goal for next season in the Premier Division for Cork City is it just to stay in the division? Is it to, to get the club back to the top? Is, is, it, is it a challenge for Europe? It's hard to know. It really, really is. And we won't be able to judge that till we see what kind of signings are made in the off-season. But, but you'd hope that there'll be a bit of ambition there to, 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 to certainly to, to obviously stay in the division is, is, is the major thing. But to do a little bit more than that, hopefully, as well. Yeah, but it's impossible to judge the, the Premier Division even until three or four games are played. Like you, you can't even tell what what state clubs are in. But um, in terms of the next two games, is it's quite handy for Colin Healy now because he's going to get to experiment a bit, bring in maybe some younger players, yeah. players who haven't played throughout the season as regularly as others. So he can take a real look at the squad now of these two games, and um, like it's 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 good for him to be able to do that and and to get a good sense of who he can take with him next year, hmm. and obviously then like the. Fact that it's it's you know you're going to have that feel good factor of having the job done playing those two games and obviously the last game of the season is going to be full on party mode. It, like it is going to be party class, time. So. The last game of the season in two weeks it really is. Uh, but yeah, Colin can look at the squad the next couple of weeks. I'm sure he knows anyway at this stage who he wants to keep, who he maybe wants to move on or let go over the off season. But uh, and he probably, as we said, has guys uh, guys in his mind that he might want to sign from other clubs or maybe maybe from abroad or whatever as well. Um, so it, it will be a changed squad next season, but it will give him a bit of time the next two games to to have a look at the squad uh, but I mean that Bray game now in two weeks Cork City are playing Bray on Friday week um, in Turner's Cross and that's the night they're going to be presented with the trophy uh, they are champions but they'll officially be champions when they get the trophy on the last game of the season so I'd imagine you're going to get a similar crowd in Turner's Cross for that and they'll be a more relaxed crowd they won't be on edge the way they were last night it'll be just uh, it'll just be party it'll just be hopefully City can get a win that I wrap it up with a couple of goals uh, something to send the fans home with and then the trophy presentation at the end uh, we're all looking forward to that in a couple of weeks. 
Yeah, what a night for Cork City it was. Uh, thanks a million to Cullum and that first game next season. Back in the Premier Division at Turner's Cross, there's going to be some atmosphere there and there's going to be some huge games next year and to, to keep that attendance going through all of next year is going to be a huge help to the side on the pitch, obviously, the club office. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's big for, for football and especially for Munster football as well to get a Munster team back into the Premier Division where there hasn't been one uh, this season. Um, so yeah, huge, huge uh, strides for Cork City to finally get back to where they belong in the Premier Division. All right, coming up after the break, we hear from Russell Rovers chairman Michael Mannion. We have reactions to the under-19 Premier 1 football final and Mary Newman previews tomorrow's Camogie semi-final. Stay tuned. You know, really young, going back to the karting days, I believe. Um, but I think um, tensions were eased a small bit. They they came together, I suppose, in a time of real tragedy. Um, when um, at the time of the passing of Antoine Hubert after a crash in uh, F two, of course, in Spa. Um, but yeah, they came together as a show of strength there. Of course, two French drivers. Um, so maybe that. Uh, maybe there was a, a bit of a. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they they made up with each other. I I, I guess. Um, but yeah. Um, obviously, Oscar Piastri is going to be um on the grid with um McLaren alongside Lando Norris. Um, so unless uh, Ricardo ends up in uh, Williams or Haas, he's not going to be there. And you'd imagine that Haas driver alongside Magnussen, it's either going to be Schumacher or another uh Ferrari driver. Uh, so and and it's looking like Nick De Vries is going to be there uh with Williams. So or sorry, De Vries has gone to Alpha Tauri to replace uh Gasly. Uh, so yeah, maybe there's a spot there with Williams, but I'm not sure if Williams could afford that. But obviously Latifi brings in a good bit of money, he's a paid driver. As bad as he is on the grid, uh, he it, it, those drivers are important to teams like Williams. They need that money. They're paid drivers. They bring a lot of sponsorship. There's money pumped in uh, for them to get that seat. They're basically buying the seat. Um, but yeah, interesting to see what happens. Obviously, uh, Latifi, he's not had the greatest weekend. He uh, just went the wrong way uh, earlier on, on Friday in in practice. Literally just took a turn into a little slip road, uh, totally off the track, and blamed the car, funnily enough. But uh, yeah, should be an interesting one tomorrow of course uh, Max Verstappen going for that second world championship 6am start in Japan now let's move on to um, a great fundraiser and of course um, F1 fans and all sports fans will be interested in this uh, Michael Mannion chairman of Russell Rovers has been telling me about this huge fundraiser um, there's so many chances so many prizes to see some fantastic um, sporting events all around the world and uh, look I'll let the man, t- the man himself tell you all about it Cork GA Club Russell Rovers has launched a unique fundraiser which offers the winners exclusive access to 12 of the world's top sporting events in 2023. It's the first time a prize like this has ever been offered in support of an Irish club and it's expected to draw interest from across the globe. To tell me more about it now, Michael Mannion, the Russell Rovers chairman, has joined me on the line. Michael, thanks a million for taking the call. No problem at all. Look, we're, we're happy to get uh, uh, t- tell people about it and get a bit of exposure as well. Absolutely, yeah. So tell us tell us about some of the fantastic prizes on offer. Yeah, so as you said, we've got 12 of the top sporting events happening in 2023 on offer. Um, we've got the Super Bowl, the Masters, the Wimbledon final, Champions League final, Rugby World Cup final, the Women's World Cup final in Sydney, uh, WrestleMania, the Cheltenham Festival, uh, the Ryder Cup, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, and then we've got two events in Ireland, which is the Heineken Cup final. And, of course, what we would consider the best is of uh, the chance to go to an All-Ireland final, um, which is our own sport. Yeah, like it's it's unique to say the least. And I imagine a very uh, hard-working committee has put this all together. Yeah, look, um, I suppose where the idea came from is actually back in May... We, um, our, our backer Pierce Flynn gave us a prize to go to the Champions League final in Paris with Liverpool um, and it done very well it got a lot of attention as well and then that kind of made us think to say look is there something in this uh, can we go bigger what events are out there next year and um, we, we kind of done a bit of market research and done a few surveys with people and kind of these were the the top events that people would like to go to see, and there's it's spread across different sports, so it's it's attractive to everyone who who likes sport. And there are also monthly draws. Um, you gave away tickets to a World Cup game in September, and there's also a prize on offer for October for people who enter before the end of the month. 
Correct. Yeah, we had a, a launch prize of a trip to the World Cup to watch England versus Wales, and that was won by a lady from Clarney, uh, Susan Kelleher, um, and herself and her boyfriend now are heading off in November to Qatar and a f- six-night holiday in Dubai. And for October now, we're delighted to say as well that we'll be sending someone back to Dubai for the DP Tour uh, final which is on in November as well. So they'll have four days tickets to the golf and a six-night holiday in Dubai as well prior to Christmas, which will be nice. I suppose, tell me, what are the plans with the funds raised? Yeah, so we, we have um, a two-phase development plan and we're starting phase one in uh, October, which is an AstroTurf training pitch, all-weather pitch in uh, Shanagari. And then phase two, which this raffle would be for, is to upgrade our current dressing rooms and uh, gym and ball alley facilities that we have in Shanagari as well. So that would include bigger meeting rooms that the community could use and it will also benefit the, the local boxing club and the, the ladies football club and the Shanagari and Ballycotton schools as well. So it's not just for Russell Rovers, it is for the community. Yeah, like it's, like the, it's so important there and you, you, you've kind of outlined it there, but like it is so important for a parish to have a, a club with such top-class facilities. It is, like, you know, back in the day when I was, when I was still playing, you know, it was turn-up training on uh, two nights a week. You know, if, even though we are a junior club, you know, our lads, they're in the gym, um, they're on the pitch, and that's what people need. That's what people want is about strength and conditioning. And it's just having the option there for people in the community to, to, to look, you know, have these facilities. It's amazing the way the local club has changed over the years. Like it's not so long ago, even I, at some time, only young all the time. And even I, I've togged out in the back of a lorry, like, and to be able to, to offer such high standards uh, now com- compared to then, it's, uh, I suppose it's just thanks like to, you know, the, the local support you get and all the volunteers involved. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we couldn't have done this without our, our local support. You know, we have a weekly lotto, which we launched um, just before COVID, really. And, and, you know, the local community has really got behind that and supported it. And, and they also know, like, this isn't just for the GA Club. It's for the community. And, um, look, we, we have bigger plans maybe in time to put walkways around the pitch and all that. That seems to be a good trend to get people um, involved in the club. And... It always kind of goes back to the GA club nearly is the heart of every community in Ireland and we're no different from, from any other club and we want that as well, you know. Absolutely. I suppose then just give us those details on how people can get involved and enter and get their hands on these fantastic prizes. Yeah, so the website is sportspass.ie. Um, it's fairly simple to remember, S-P-O-R-T-S p-a-s-s dot i-e um, and you could just enter in there uh, everything is done online you'll get an automated e- email to say that you've entered and we've also teamed up as well with Pieta House as our charity partner and there will be a substantial contribution made to Pieta House at the end of this um, because look we all talk about communities and we, I suppose every community we're, we're no different from any other community like we've also been devastated um, by suicide and we want to bring awareness to, to Pieta House and the fantastic work they're doing too so we'd just, just like to mention that Absolutely yeah fantastic stuff and obviously then as well get on to the, the Russell Rovers GA Club Facebook and Twitter and all that I imagine as well That's it yeah look we, we're trying to run ads um, and as I said it's on Facebook it's on Instagram it's on Twitter um, and look just keep an eye out and we, we'll have posters up in the community look we're, we're not only we're trying to go online we're also trying to go offline and just you know get the word out there um, get your tickets before the end of September and hopefully uh, you know we'll have a, a winner in the Cork area that we can send off to England and Wales in November Fantastic stuff Michael the very best luck with it and uh, thanks again for joining us on the Big Red Bench That's great thank you yeah, of course, enter uh, before the end of October to get in with a chance of winning uh, that monthly draw prize. Um, obviously, uh, they've sent uh, they've already sent somebody away to the uh, the World Cup to see that game, and uh, yeah, some great great prizes there. Like that is a, that is a whopper of a of a GA uh, fundraiser, a GA club fundraiser. So fair play to all at Russell Rovers, all on the on the committee and all the volunteers there. That is uh, it's excellent stuff, and uh, we wish them well with all of their. Development. 
development works and uh, everything else uh, along with that. Now, uh, Bera are under-19 Premier 1 County Football Champions. They beat Castlehaven 210-27. Jeremy McCarthy was there. He has been speaking to first Finton Fenner. Uh, Finton Finner, hearty congratulations. Under-19 Premier 1 County Champions, how does that feel? Unbelievable, unbelievable. And I didn't think we could top last year, but at this group of players, I thought something else were... I don't know. I've lost words. I've lost words. Honestly, just, just before you go, the, like you were well, in, you're well in the lead, but they got it back to three points. Uh, you were right, backs against the wall, right near the end there. We expected that. Like they're Castlehaven, massive club. They're fantastic footballers. You see the way they play in the second half. They're a brilliant team when they get going. But we had luck. Luckily, thank God. Yeah, congratulations, well done, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, Jar's also been speaking with former Cork senior and now Bear selector Kieran O'Sullivan. Kieran uh, O'Sullivan, congratulations! This is a fantastic victory, a hard-earned victory. You were in control in the first half, but Haven really came back at you in the second period. They did, and we knew, we knew they would. To be honest with you, we know we didn't think they'd get the two goals at the start of the second half as fast as they did. They put the lads pin it on collar. To be honest with you, but I have to say that they're a super bunch of lads. Like when their backs were to the wall, and we spoke about that at half time that something will change in the second half and that your backs will be to the wall we didn't expect it as as, as, as fast as that now in the second half but it was super it's for them like at the end of the day like we can we can only pick the team from out on the pitch I mean that bunch of lads you know they're, they're very close like a club team but they're a division and I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled for them Winning the under 18 last year schools having success know this you know from previous experience representing Bear and Cork momentum is key absolutely absolutely it is key like we were very fortunate last year where we had a free run for weeks and weeks a week could train a couple of nights a week and, and a game at the weekend but we didn't have that this year but what we what happened last year is due to us far this year because you had intermediates playing and the orange juniors are playing and whatnot. so like it was very disruptive this year but I think the, the, the nobody's what was done last year really helped out for today. It was a groundwork, basically, is the word, yeah, that, that, that uh, for, for today. But once again, our support, I have to say it because they've travelled, they're vocal, they're like ourselves, they really want success for this bunch of players. They did it last year, as you said yourself, they've done it this year. But and now we need to move on again, you know, and go forward. And, and Bera had a good year this year, and hopefully they will they will move forward in the senior ranks and, and, and continue to play football with Bera, which is very important. Congratulations, well done, Kieran. Okay, thanks a million. And here is Jer with Joe Blake. Uh, former Cork GA, PRO, and uh, staunch Bera. Bera man is a very happy man as well. Joseph Blake, congratulations. Bera are the under 19 Premier One County champions, but uh, a tough battle with the Haven right up to the end. Yeah, I suppose we wouldn't expect anything else from Castlehaven. There's a great tradition between Bear and Castlehaven throughout the years. Um, so today is a great win. Uh, I think a lot of the hard work was done in the first half. Um, some, we got two goals. I think, what do we get? Whether we were 2 6 or 2 7 at half time, like so absolutely fantastic it's great to build on last year's Premier 1 under 18 championship and to go now with the Premier 1 under 19 so it just goes all well for the future yeah how important is it for a division like Bear that you know that you build on the momentum yeah it's, it's very important like you look back I remember here being here 25 years ago and Bear won a, an under 21 title and they won an under 21 96 and we saw what happened with Bear in 97 winning the county and it's just another it's another step on the road like and it's it's important to bring these fellas along they won a school South Ireland there during the year and uh, now obviously winning an under 18 under 19 Premier 1 uh, to beat Nemo Rangers in the semi-final there a while back so it just goes to show they can mix it with the Haven they can mix it with Nemo they beat Ballon Colleague in last year's uh, under 18 final so uh, it just goes to show that they can mix it with the best in Cork and they can come out on top yeah congratulations good night tonight yeah hopefully (laughs) (laughs) great stuff there congrats to Beira and commiserations to Castlehaven now um, there is a big day of Camogie tomorrow the senior Camogie semi-finals are on in ovens Sarsfields face Inescara at one and then it's St Finbar's versus Shandoon. Uh, Jer McCarthy has been speaking to Mary Newman uh, to get her thoughts on uh, those games tomorrow evening and uh, I'll bring them to you in just a second. Uh, it's Tottenham 1, Brighton nil. currently 61 minutes gone at the Amex. Let's hear now from Jer speaking to Mary Newman. Now we're delighted to be joined by Echo columnist and one of the two first ladies along with Linda Mellerick of Cork Camogie and I'm sure she'll be delighted to be called that again but that's Mary Newman. Mary you're very welcome back to the bench. How are you? 
that's a new title for me. <laughs> Thanks very much for that. <laughs> we are talking about a very busy weekend in the SE Systems Cork Muggy Senior and Intermediate Championships where we're down to the last four and on this Sunday coming in ovens at one o'clock in Ascara take on SARS and then at four o'clock the Bars take on Shandoon in the SE Systems Cork Senior Camogie semi-finals two absolute cracking matches to look forward to Mary let's start with the Innes- let's start with St Finbars and Shandoon um, because Shandoon came through their quarter-final very impressively against Aeroge 5-16 they put up on a young Aeroge team while the Bars were pushed all the way by Killa but this one has got a lot of talent on both teams and should be an absolute cracker Yes, indeed. And I suppose, as you say, Shandun probably had the easier passage coming through the divisional side as well. They didn't, you know, have much opposition there because very, very strong teams, very strong in all sectors. And I suppose challenge in the quarterfinals to the young Aeroke side. And indeed, I know they had a lot of uh, players out with a very severe flu on the night as well, which didn't help their cause. But uh, yeah, Shandun have been hugely impressive um, to date. And I suppose they're the champions and you know, when you're champions, I suppose you have that certain um, confidence about you as well. But, you know, the Bars have been very, very impressive, came through some very hard games as well. And um, they'll be as eager, I suppose, to join their hurlers of footballers in the county final. And so definitely that's going to be a great game, I think. It's an all-city clash, I suppose, as well. Which mm. even makes it more interesting. Will it come down, Mary, to how well the Bars mark Amy O'Connor, Lauren Homan and Hayley Ryan? Now, they're just three members of that Shandoon team, but they're the three that have been kind of down the spine of the team, along with Amy Lee and Goal, that have been consistent all year. How, be, how important is it that the Bars managed to try to try and stifle that attacking threat? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, the Bars will really have to close them down and I suppose the Bars' backs will, will need to be, you know, on top of their game. You know, they have some very good defenders there, Ashley Shannon, Ephony, just to mention two. And I suppose um they they will um they'll be hoping to I suppose to keep keep tabs on those um those Shandun forwards who have been very impressive and I no doubt Paddy Murray will know Amy O'Connor very well and Lauren Home and have him has him on teams that he would have been involved with and Paddy is with the bars and he would probably have some tricks up his sleeve, no doubt. Um, maybe the Bars probably might come back and play a bit defensive, like Paddy is kind of known for doing things like that. Um, but then again, if they do that, are they taking someone out of their own attack around the middle of the field? I suppose they'd have Stacia McCartan, maybe they, would they drop her back? You don't know. Um, I suppose it would be the obvious thing to do. If you're trying to close down the legs of Amy O'Connor and Lauren Holman, they'll probably have to try to cut the supply to the two of them because they are the two players and I suppose Caitlin Hickey is another player who will be one to watch for Shandun she was absolutely magnificent in last year's county final if you remember rightly we were standing together there and we were talking about her performance in the first half when Shandun really really were you know battling to try and stay in the match she was the one kept them in the game and she's one the Bears will really need to watch as well you know so yeah I suppose it could come down to that in the end you know who who marks who the game really that's what it's about I think you know it that is, one. yeah it's going to be fascinating it's to, it, it, it is and it's hard to call I couldn't call it hmm. you know I couldn't call it they're two very good teams um, the Bars have been knocking on the door for a while you know last year we all expected them to be in the final but in Ascara Jogga team dug it out and Shandun then I suppose in Ascara probably came at Shandun a bit late in the county final if there was another few minutes left in it would Ascara have won it you know, they're, they're, they're a good side as well. So, um, yeah, I suppose two of the best teams in it are, are in that clash with Bars and Shandun. And I, I couldn't call it. I'll go for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> and a replay, fair I'll enough. Go for a draw. The other semi final you mentioned in Ascara there, they came through a really tough test from Cladove. They beat them 14 to 1 8 in their quarter final, while Sars also in a high scoring clash involved with Corsi Rovers 1 18 to 2 13. Again, Mary, this is a very difficult one to call. Two very, very talented teams an up and coming Sars team, a lot of youth, and an Ascari team, and an Ascari team, excuse me, that are regularly there at the end of the season when it comes to the championship. How do you see this one panning out? Well, you know, I suppose in Ascara, what you just said about them there, um, that's why they beat Kildoff, because they knew how to win. Like, Kildoff had a lot of chances, a lot of freeze wide as well. But in Ascara, dug it out the last few minutes and really, really, like, the experience of Aileen Sheehan got the point that put them one ahead and just, like, in a flick, they were three points ahead and they had it won. And it's that experience that's so crucial in games like that. 
stars were equally impressive against horses. I felt horses myself probably were, you know, they put themselves a bit unlucky to have lost this. They were playing extremely well. Christine O'Neill was having a very, very good game for them. I was very surprised to see them taking her off. I know maybe she got tired, but they had uh, Linda Collins in around the full forward line there. Then they started to struggle to get ball into Linda. I felt myself and myself and Linda Melrick were talking about it. I felt if they had brought Linda Collins out maybe to the half forward line and shoved Christine O'Neill in, in around the goal, her experience would have been crucial in around there. Linda would have been winning ball. But in fairness to Sars, they hung on, they dug it out. Good young players. Um, you know, they're a good side. They're young, as we were kind of saying. They needed a bit of leadership. They have it now. Um, but I still, like, I've been kind of fancying in this gara all year. There's something about them. I, I, They know how to win. Mm. I suppose that's it. They know how to win counties. They've been there a couple of times. They like Serena, Aileen Sheehan. You know, they're good, good, good players. Joanne Casey is a player that stars will really have to keep tabs on because she's turn it on and she's a player that would beat you like they are short um, the Cork Rosie O'Manny isn't it Rosie one of the two of them um, the Cork senior player Katie with the cruciate she's out she did her cruciate and she's a huge last in Ascara but they have fine players um, I, I think stars like we are really up against it here but they're young they've nothing to lose and they'll probably go hell for leather at it um, I have a slight favouring for in Ascara because of the experience they have. I saw Inascara playing Ballygarvan and Ballygarvan pushed, or sorry, Sars playing Ballygarvan and Ballygarvan pushed them to the wire as well. Uh, Sars hung on, but I, I think Inascara had just that bit more experience, you know? Hmm. So I'd probably say slightly, i go for Inascara, I think. Okay. Well, that's, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be very close there I think as well. Both semi-finals will be very close. And remember, the yeah. SE Systems Cork Senior Camogie Championship semi-finals taking place this Sunday in Ovens. One o'clock in the Scar and Sarah Strong and at four o'clock the Bars and Shandoon. Before I let you go, Mary, the intermediate county semi-finals at the time of recording early in the week here, we don't know where they're on, but Black Rock are taking on the Piercing and Naha Bullock are taking on Ballyhabe. Just briefly, who do you see coming through those two semi-finals? Um, they're both on Saturday. I suppose Abolok have been in the last three finals, so or the last two finals, beaten in the last two finals. I suppose they'd be favoured to come through there. Blackrock, I suppose, are the the team everybody is pointing to this year. Mm. Um, I, I think Pierce could probably run them close, but I think Blackrock's experience will probably have been at this level twice already. Probably get them over the line. It's ironic actually because they'll all be playing against each other on Saturday, and they'll all be playing with each other on Sunday. <laughs> So um, that's going to be a very interesting one, I suppose. The Shandun mentors will be hoping that they all behave themselves <laughs> and uh, that they'll be all still um, buddy buddies by the time it's over on Saturday. But um, I, I suppose everybody has been saying all year it will be an Abola Black Cross final. Um, that's kind of, hmm. people were saying once they were kept apart from the groups. So I suppose that's kind of what everybody is thinking. Um, Billy Hay would probably, you know, Belly have made huge strides this year and so have Nepirchik and they both battled very hard. I know Amy Lee will be pushing Nepirchik on there and she's a wonderful keeper and, um, you know, if, if they can stop that crop getting goals, you know, Nepirchik could do it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but I suppose Abolog and Blackrock is probably what it, what, is what's favoured to be in the finals so let's see. But they'll be too good. Back to the say we don't know where they're on and we're all waiting to find out but the board are trying their best so if there's anybody out there can help the county board they have a massive program of under 14 finals for the weekend yeah we're and going to uh, leave that one there of course um, you can hear from Chur and from Mary Newman and much much more on the Women in Sport podcast every Thursday on redfm.ie and uh, Mary was dead right Blackrock and Ahabola are into that intermediate final well that is it for us Rory will be back tomorrow evening on the big red bench until then Stevie G's on the way next the big red bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's red